0: Stars and fuck the better swords. I was on tour a niggas that's so raw. Starting selling white, we won't sell it no more. Like Trump filling us. Costs still
1: killing us. Niggas take a chest, can't stop. they will enough. up. Cut up and like you did, and it's killing us. New door, airman cease. I let the filling up just to kill us softly. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Fire Leader. We are here for filler talk. Episode, we talk a lot of Philly. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, we know the Sixers lost to the Toronto Raptors. Four games to three. Hard fought series. Crazy way to go out. Last second shot would let you know that, um, Jimmy Butler, if we look at Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harrison, what everybody left on the floor, they know it's, it's promised for this team to do so much. With just a whole year of this team coming together. And being a squad that can come together and be an elite squad is right across the street. So I think Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, both come back. They both signed max contracts. And, you know, there there it is. Um, Jimmy Butler definitely proved he can get a max contract with anybody. And you put him with back in Philly with Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And you bring J.J. Reddick back. That's a whole different type of team. And then they got other guys coming back. Zia Smith and uh, Shake Milton. Uh, Jonah Bolden. Guys like that that's developing. And you can bring back a Mike Scott. Um, Jonathan Simmons is the one on the contract. You think you want to bring back Boban. That would be something to have a, a big man to back up. To bring back. Even a Greg Monroe. I mean, these were all good key pieces. All guys that need to play together in jail so they have a lot of decisions to make um who knows who else could be included there's other free agents it's not just the guys that we had there are other free agents that philadelphia could be interested in and we'll talk about that more on next you know on, on my foul leaders we talk in another episode about free agency and with philadelphia could go after, um, looking at the draft this year. You look at Tyler Hero, look at guys like Grant Williams, certain guys that you could see Philadelphia drafting to add. They're good at developing young talent. And so this team can turn into something special, better than any team coming back. I mean, Golden State has more things to deal with than Philly. If you're looking at players, look at, um, uh, the Kevin Durant situation is not all crisp. And Houston Rockets don't look like that strong of a contender coming back with a team like Philly to come back together. Even Toronto would if you come back as a second year, this team will totally dissect Toronto with the whole year together and starting off and in camp and everybody's getting used to each other. And and you see Joel Embiid, I think, needs to work on conditioning and and getting stronger and more muscle, you know, in his tone. I think if he gets that, you know, lose some weight. <clears throat> or just muscle and tone up. And you look at Ben Simmons just needs to work on a shot. He does. He did at least the free throw shot needs to come back next year. Just because I think, and also the mental has to get more aggressive. When you're on the floor, he can be a dominant player when he's on his game. He can be so dominant, but when he's not, you could tell how light he plays and it's just time to recognize The killer mentality has to come if you're going to play at that position to be a focal point, to have the ball in your hand. You have to always on both sides of the floor. If you didn't have the talent, it's different. But he has the talent, he has the IQ to evolve and everybody wants it now. And I think that's why the pressure is applied to Ben Simmons, to be Ben Simmons, because he can. But we don't understand is that the Greek freak never had that pressure. Nobody even can He didn't come out of nowhere, nowhere he was expecting to be the guy he was. Ben Simmons did it younger and before the Greek Freak. His numbers now are what the Greek Freak is. He's a better offensive guy than Ben Simmons was. But as far as a rebounder and, 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 a, and a passer, coming into the league, Greek Freak wasn't even nowhere near that. Now, Greek Freak has evolved. He evolved last year. And now this year, I mean, he's just showing right now. Ben Simmons showed that from the gate, this is what his least factor is. This is what where he is now. It's what he's not going to be. He's going to be even better as he progresses into a player. And Brett Brown is going to make sure that everybody somebody, should not be a point guard. Ben Simmons is definitely a point guard. For a guy that passes out all the time, he's a point guard. When you keep him in the post, it's like you have to feed him in the post too. You have to address him like a post guy. You can't just have him there and don't give him the ball. What is he in the post for if he's not banging the post? He has to everything that he has, it's time for Brett Brown now to tap into it in time for Ben Simmons. Both of them have a very key off season. Ben Simmons has to evolve and hit that glitch now. I mean, we have to see twenty points a game. 10 rebound. I think he's a re He's a triple double machine. And one thing people don't understand is he's still figuring out how to play the point guard position. He's a point guard. He's still figuring out how to be a point guard. He loves to pass the ball. And soon once he, once it all clicks, the whole league is in trouble. The whole league is absolutely in trouble. Once he figures it all out. And this year might have been the most Wake-up call for him mentally as a player. Joel Embiid, the same thing. I mean, as dominant as Joel Embiid was, he wasn't as dominant in the playoffs on a consistent basis. Guys like Butler and Harris really had to step their games up when they hadn't even known each other. You know, Butler had been with the team, and then Butler kicked in his own killer instinct, going in and scoring and, you know, doing what he does. But he had been with the team long enough to know more of the offense than Tobias Harris. You know, and J.J. Riddick was your J.J. Riddick. It was, what you going to do? You know, so it's time now for a chemistry to come back. Mike Scott has to come back. People love Mike Scott. Jimmy Butler loves him. I expect the Sixers to offer him a contract ASAP. I expect Bobon to come back for the simple fact it's Tobias Harris's friend, and that's a chemistry thing there. All right, so I expect both of them to be back, both of them. And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if James Ennis James is back. I just really wouldn't be surprised if that guy was, wasn't back either. I mean, those are three vets that did a great job. Now, if anybody didn't know, Brett Brown has been retained, which I think if you make an evaluation on Brett Brown, it's clear to see that Brett Brown, um, he did the best he could. I think if he just gets a raw deal. He gets a real raw deal. And um what people don't understand is that when you get guys like this together, uh, Ben Simmons and Joe Limby played together for their second season this season. Two young stars who all the hype is on them. I mean, who can Who has more pressure? What young player has more pressure than Ben in the last five years than Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to accomplish anything? I mean, seriously, I mean, if you're talking about since LeBron James, you Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you're talking about stars. I mean, guys that have hype built on them for a very long time. This is it. These are the two guys. And they're on the same team. So that's the thing you get Butler, and then all of a sudden you, you take away guys you develop like Covington and Sarge. And, um, you know, you got Wilson Chandler to come in, you know, to build some type of chemistry, Mike Muscala, and then all everybody's traded. Landry Shaman, everybody's traded. Everybody, everybody gets traded, including not only the start lineup but the bench. And this team got so close to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it was a rightful loss, and it really depicts the season for a last-second shot to take it. That's how hard and the type of luck this team has had. For the simple fact, because if you look at the game, they really could have ran away with the game. They didn't score like one point in the last three minutes. It's like they didn't know who to give the ball to. Nobody knew what to do. Joel Embiid should have been inside. I don't get that. Joel Embiid should work the inside, period, point blank. When you talk about Joel Embiid from the outside, from the inside to the outside, not from the outside to the inside, And, and Brown has to learn that more about Embiid. He has to get him more into being a post guy. Something has to give on that end, and Ben Simmons has to be addressed as a guy that needs to penetrate more and be a guy that can really, you know, score, and his free throw shots are the first thing they need to work on and him penetrating more because if he's going to be a point guard and you go in there you can't pass it every time you go in you have to go up and make people stop you 610 when you drive in there you can see over most anybody hitting to the lane you have to learn how to make yourself an automatic weapon somehow the floater the mid-range game, the post-up game, you have to perfect your game this year. This is the big thing. Whether Butler, our Butler has to be okay. They're all getting custom and they'll get used to each other and Reddit, they'll be okay. But Butler, Simmons and, and, and MB have to perfect their game. MB has to get stronger. He has to get more toned up, lose some weight, just get more, more bounce on your body. Not so much that the weight is is messing with you. And that's what it looks like. You're not in shape. You're not toned up. Get muscled up. Get muscled up. Get stronger. So this is the big thing for the Sixers. And and the draft, I can't wait to talk about this draft this week. It's going to be exciting to talk about. You know, after the lottery is uh, done, you know, I'll have more, you know, than NBA draft from I'm going to have a lot of uh, my top 30 guys after the combine. So it's time now to look at the draft, my time, NBA draft time. That's what it is. I mean, so when I come back, man, we're going to talk more about them. We'll get more in tune with um talking about the Eagles and where I think they could be, where I think that the Eagles look, I mean, they really look good, but I'm going to break down some things about the Eagles, big things about the Eagles, because I just feel like this team could be that team, could be better than that Super Bowl team. All right, so when I come back, man, we will talk about the Eagles and get more into that and get more into how it's some undrafted free agents and how big the undrafted free agents are. And Wazinski signing the Cody Kessler. We'll be back right here on Follow Leader. Yeah. We are back on Follow Leader and here to talk about more Eagles Eagles news. Um the Eagles signed Steven Wazinski, former Super Bowl guy, was part of that great offensive line that went in with Big V with Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey that won the Super Bowl. And um the Eagles just trying to get deep. That's it. You got Matt Pride, uh Jordan Mulata, who are two guys who are developing and look good developing. And you bring in Wazinski with big V, you know, you bring back that Super Bowl pedigree. And uh, you got Andre Dillard, the first-round draft pick, best block in the draft, gives us a big – we deep now. You look at guys like Ryan Bates and Nate Herbig and um, guys that the Eagles have uh, brought in, and this is supposed to be the number one undrafted free agent class out. So not only did the Eagles do an A in the draft, they got the number one undrafted free agents. So, I mean – all day, these boys is hitting on all cylinders. Howie Roseman is not playing. He's still signing people like Zach Brown. And get Cody Kessler. If anybody know who Cody Kessler is, he was a he. He had starting experience. You it's with um, Cleveland. Give or take, he still had a, a good run with him. He had a 92 rating his first year, even though they was 0 and 80. He had a 92 rating, you know, that's that's decent for a guy going in there playing with a team that. <laughs> It uh, basically wasn't a team at the time. I mean, you just got to give it what it is. He didn't have no weapons there and was still making some noise. had a 300-yard game one time, two touchdowns. Um, you got to give credit when credit is due, the way Hi- Harry Roseman is doing this. He recognized exactly what the Eagles did to, you know, win the Super Bowl. He recognized it. And then recognizing that, this is what he's doing this for. Giving us a line to give us guys like Wazinski and Big V who can come in there from guard to center and tackle and start. And then you still have the number one draft pick and deal Dillard, so that gives you at least an eight-man rotation. And they want to feel like they want to lead Jordan Malada in a prior, and then they can easily put him on the practice squad, hold him back. But, you know, it's cool. You know, it's cool. now. And then they still has a Cody Kessler in there with the experience to give him competition to kind of give him some pointers in there, a guy who is – you know, been, he's battle-tested eight games until he got, what, 10 starts. Not even more than 12 starts. So, you know, I mean, looking at what he does and what type of player he is, um, that's good for a Nate Suffield not to just be the only, you know, guy with experience back there. You know, could be Clayton Thorson No, I think Clayton Thorson now will end up being on the practice squad. And he'll be a guy that'll come in learning from Kessler, learning from Wentz, just to have a good, Rotation of production and experience for those guys to learn from. I think it's good. Now, if you look at just how good um, you get DeAndre Tompkins, he's another guy. I got all the faith in DeAndre Tompkins because you know who he is and how he can play the game. Now, Asua Opeti excuse me, Asua Opetta. he's a guy, offensive lineman, I mean, defense, offensive lineman that, you know, he converted. So he's a the guy they got a lot of faith in. They gave him some money. <laughs> they gave the man some money, you know, some guaranteed money. And um, if you look at him, he's a big guy and a strong guy. 39 reps on the bench at the combine. Okay, you look at just how big this guy can play. And what he can do. I mean, I think they have faith in that. So you put Bates, Herbig, and Opeta right there as guys who are going to battle. But I don't think nobody's going to make a 53 man roster. Something that'll happen. I think somebody will be on the practice squad. One of those three guys will make the practice squad. Maybe two of them. I mean, Bates is good. Seen him play at Penn State. Very good guard. He can play some football. So you look at Herbig and you look at Opeta. That's, that's big to look at. T.J. Edwards is another guy. Now that you get Zach Brown, I don't see T.J. Edwards making the victory man roster. K.G.H., Nate Jerry, Paul Warrello, easy backup, six linebackers, easy. Easy. I think it's no doubt easy to look at that. Breaking down the roster and what it has there, I think that's it. Nigel Bradham, L.J. Ford, and Zach Brown, and that is a real good out of nowhere with Zach Brown, that makes that linebacking core an impact because he's going to be a headhunter all through there, and lj Ford can do it all. He finally gets a chance to show his uh, true colors, and Nigel Bradham is the vet on that on that team as far as the starters. Paul Rolo is productive. KGH showed he can be a starter, and you got Nate Jerry who's also showed flashes the Promise. So that's a very underrated part of their team. With Zach Brown, that really puts a lot, with that team. I just don't think TJ Edwards will make that jump. You know, Uh, Ryan Bates, people look at them. um, Practice squad. And they hurt big. um, No more Delvin Randall, who was a guy I thought they would, but Joey Alfieri is another guy who I think could be on the practice squad. No question about that. And DeAndre Tompkins and Anthony Rush and Kevin Wilkins. All guys I feel like could be on the practice squad. Joey Alfieri is a guy that can, he has athleticism. That's the only way I think he'll, it's, it's, a, it's also a potential he won't make it, but he has good athleticism. You know, he he ran a good 40 at his pro day, and um, he's the type of guy that can, you know, carve his niche on the special team. Kevin Wilkins and Anthony Rush are two tackles that I feel like could be on be on the practice squad. They come in next year. And really give everybody a run from Bruce Hector to Trevon Hester. We'll see what happens. But it'll be a good, good battle between guys. They got some good bodies in there. And Tompkins is a guy that can he can just flat out fly. If you're talking about a guy that can return kicks. You know, returning kicks and stuff. That'll be big. Um, He's going to turn kickoffs or, or punt returns. So that might be a person that might stick on there. Even over Shelton Gibson. Because he can return kicks. See, special teams is always a key. And they really do have some good players on these <laughs> undrafted free agents, Johnny Gibson out of Arkansas, Keegan Render out of Iowa. They really have some good players on this undrafted free agent market. But the one guy, the one guy I want to talk about who who is my guy, who you gotta watch out for is uh Jay Riggins. Jay Liggins, I mean, Jay Liggins is a guy, Jamalcolm is, he has all the talent, period, like that you can have, and he's, he's 6'3", and then people talk about the fact that he played, you know, who he played for, you know, but that doesn't really matter if you look on tape and look at how this guy is. And, how dominant he was. You get him with Corey Unlin. You get him with Corey Unlin. And I think he'll become something special. Now, all these guys in this camp, T.J. Edwards and Liggins are probably the two guys. I think that you got to watch out for these guys. These guys can be something. And, and if you look at that cornerback situation, it's not as, you know, I know it's crowded, but somebody can go. Russ Rasul, Douglas, J- uh, Jalen Mills. And Ronald Darby are all three guys that may not be there next year. At least two of them. And um, you look at a guy like Liggins. If he comes in there and he shows just how good he is, he could take somebody's spot. Because he looks like he can do it all. I'm talking about cover, tackle, size, he might even can play a nickel situation. He's just, he's that athletic and that good. So watch out for this kid. you coming in with all types of cornerbacks. I heard, I talked to John McMullen and, um, John McMullen, the Eagles guy keeps up with the Eagles. He, um, he was, um, very sure that, you know, Avante Max would be the nickel. He seemed very confident about that. And I was talking with him and, Jalen Mills and Darby, we know those two of the guys. We know Darby's out right now, but when he comes back, he's definitely that guy. Then I'm looking at one thing on Bleacher Report, and I see Russell Douglas, when Darby's out, it's Russell Douglas, Jalen Mills, and Sidney Jones. So I'm saying to myself that, you know, and I think Sidney Jones is the nickel, too. You know what I'm hearing? Devontae Mays, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a lot of competition. Kirk LeBlanc, I expect him to make the team. He was just too good. And you can't have enough good corners. The Eagles know that. So I think Jay Liggins is a guy that could break the roster out of anybody there. I think he, cause he's a guy that could break the roster, could be a trade cause he's a super talent. So we'll see what Anthony Rush and Kevin Wilkins, two guys on the practice squad. I see them making some. I see Bruce Hector being back on the practice squad. I see Trevon Hester maybe making it borderline in between practice squad and Megan. So the Eagles is deep. They eat deep right now. You got Blake Countess in there with Sendejo, and you got Malcolm Jenkins and you got Rodney McLeod. So there's four guys there. I think Trey Sullivan's going to be the man now unless he's back on the practice squad. That's another cat. They could be on the practice squad because they know he can play. I mean, why not put him on a practice squad? Him, people like him, Hester and, and uh, Bruce Hector could all be on the practice squad. You know, because they all have experience in being in there. So you got practice guy practice squad guys who are basically Eagles. You know, they basically got time, they basically been out there, but you know, you get death, more death. You got Hassan Ridgeway this time coming back around. And now you can let Trevon Hester fall back and let Hector fall back. They trying to get super deep in all levels of the game. It's ten people on the practice squad. So think about that. There have been things like Jordan Mulata could be on the practice squad, could be Matt Pryor on the practice squad. So, looking at these squads, looking at the Eagles, you know, I think that they're super deep in all situations for the simple fact they want to put other guys on the practice squad in case they need them. They don't never want to get in that situation again where they don't have nobody with no experience. Then the coaching, you know, got exposed, got exposed good, but the coaching shows just how good they had to work with, with no experience in the practice squad. I mean, on the cornerbacks. And all of a sudden these guys became playmakers. Linebackers becoming playmakers. KG, KG, KGH becoming a playmaker. Nate Jerry making great plays. Trevon Hester making plays. I mean, the coaching, developing. So, and when we get back, man, we're going to talk about these Phillies. We get back and, um, how good they doing, how good people's coming up. With this squad, I really feel like the Phillies uh, have a big chance to get to this World Series, but they're not going to be as good as you think until after the All-Star break. That's when you're going to see them really come up. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about those Phillies, man, when we get back. i <gülüyor> So back on File Leader and let's talk some Phillies baseball. Listen, this is when everybody gets excited. I know Bryce Harper hitting 222, you know, and all that, but Bryce Harper doing way better than people is even getting them credit for. All right. Now, if we're gonna talk about the Phillies, let's talk about one through the top of the division. You know, it's not compared to the last year's team. This team right here got a bunch of all-stars on it, a bunch of players, punch of ballers on it. So John Cigar is doing good. J.T. Ramuto is doing good. Uh, you look at Herrera is doing his job. McCutcheon's been a great leadoff hitter. You know, a guy with good a uh, field good on base percentage, and good slugging percentage. You look at Bryce Harper hitting what he's hitting, but he still has a good slugging percentage. He's fielding better, and he has a good uh on base percentage. Rice Reese Hoskins is doing his thing still. They found some more bench guys when they talking about Rodriguez and. And, and, and Goseline and, um, you know, so many guys are coming and helping. Cesar Hernandez is starting to have a better season. Scott Kingery, there's no doubt he's a good player. Uh, and Arthur's hurt, but we know he can still play. So this is, and then you're looking at the, the pitching. Jerry Eichhoff is a savior, save, saves the day. Then you look at Zach Effen is playing like an all-star. Aaron Nola, Jake Arietta. you know, Nola's having his up and downs, but he's high. You know, he's going to be good. Guy's a star. He'll be good. He's been up and down and shit, but he's going to be good. He's also had some bright lights out. He's good. Arietta, they all going to be good. But with guys like effing, yeah, effing. And Eichhoff just saves the day. That gives you full quality bet. Then you're looking at who's going to be the fifth guy. Foul squares is not bad, man. I mean, he had his injury, but um, squares has been good this year. I like what he's been doing. You know, he's been more and more consistent than anybody on their pitching staff. Then you look at Cole Irving coming in, showing you the 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 depth and the talent they have in the minor leagues. Even De Los Santos came in, showed what he has in the minor leagues. Like they have good arms, good players in the minor leagues. They brought up some bench guys to help them. They did great from the minor leagues. From Robinson to Rodriguez to Gasoline, I mean, They have a team now. Now everybody just needs to play, be around each other. And next thing you know, this team is going to start hitting. I mean, there's too many good hitters on this team. Franco and 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 Harper were your first two guys out the gate that were just hitting. Now they're kind of like the low guys. But if you look at what they're doing, they're still doing good. The fielding is good and the pitching is good. The pitch is getting better. And the hitting is still there. They're winning games like 6-1, to 11-1. So we'll see Philly get better and better and better. The Phillies have a team. It's a team on the floor now. Nothing you can say. This team is gonna be good. Can't compare them to the last the, the, the talent factor is totally different. The the coaching definitely showed what happened and how they were coached, you know. And then when the clutch time came, the team broke down. This is not their type of team. Different experience, different type of impact players. You cannot compare this team to last year's team. So I don't care what the numbers say or the the plus 42 uh, run differential and two different experiences, two different teams. Now we have a superstar. (laughs) So it's nothing you can really say about this team that compared to last year's team except for that number right there. 24 and 16. This team is ready. This team is absolutely ready. And with guys like F and pitching complete games and shutouts, and you see guys like Cole Irvin coming up. Cole Irvin, just proved that. And De La Santos had proved these two guys can come up right now. And impact. It's scary how good this team can be. Matt Madison Bumgarner said, um, he didn't want to be traded to Phillies in more ways than one, so no trade clause to go to Phillies. Look, we want guys who want to come here. So In the minor leagues, you look at guys like um you look at guys like Alec Baum. Number 1 prospect Alec Baum, is hitting 346 this year. 5 home runs. It's so already going to plan to be moved up. He's a guy playing at the third baseman. Watch out for this guy. I mean, if he continues to do what he does and is doing what he does, I could see him definitely coming up next year as the third baseman or sometime this year. Mickey Moniak is still kind of 223, not really where he was before. But the one guy, some, Simon Muziati, is a guy at outfield, hitting 301. He's a guy to watch out for right now. Um, as far as the minor leagues go, a, a catcher, Rafael Murkan, hitting 310. Nick Mayton, hitting 308, outfielder. Those are guys to look at right now who are. like hitting at the at the best right now potential is the outfielders and one infielder. Even Luis Garcia is not even doing as big as he was. Now, as far as the pitches go, Medina is not doing as big as you think he would do. He's 5-4-0 ERA, but Spencer Howard, 2-5 ERA, 1-1, 2-0, 2.86 ERA, De Los Santos, Romero, and Francisco uh Mazz- Morales are not having a good season. He Rangers, Suarez are kind of like struggling right now. You're looking at Cole Irvin. He's definitely 3-0. He's just been lights out. Came up with lights out. You know, I like how Kevin Gowdy's pitching. I think he's looking good out there. Coming back off his injury. He's a guy to watch out for. Edgar Garcia, always. Emmanuel Silva, another guy. All pitching good as far as when you're talking about guys with good yard raise and go, complete seasons. But guys that are flamethrowers are guys like Spencer Howard. You know, we're talking about those guys, De La Santos. Uh, Francisco Morales to throwing big heavy, Mauricio Oliveira. Cole Irvin's one, Cal Dohey is another one, throwing big time strikeouts. So these are guys to look at, look out for, and watch out for as far as prospects go. I have more updates on that, but um, be happy about your Phillies, man. Be happy about the Phillies and what they're doing. They're looking good. You know, you got real good players that uh, the Phillies have. People have to be patient. I know Philadelphia definitely wants to see, you know, more happen with Phillies baseball. And right now they're here. They're at the top of the division. I think people need to, you know, count your blessings because they're at the top of the division. They got young stars coming up. You know, you got Alec Baum, Mickey Maniac, you know, it's going to take a little time for some guys, but you got a goddamn like Nick Maytime, Simon Musiati, I'm showing you now who are progressing. Pitches like Cole Irvin and De La Santos progressing, but the thing is, you don't have to, you don't have no no rushing goes to, towards this process because now you have guys that are already producing. And, they, and the same situation that the Eagles are in, the Phillies have put theirself in. It's time for the Flyers to do the same. You know, we'll talk more about them. Uh, next filler of talk, you know, I have more on them, the draft coming around. You know, a lot of people are scouting things, off-season things. So That's definitely one thing you have to look at with uh, the situation with the Flyers. There's a lot of things going on. They got a lot of good young talent. Uh, Isaac, Ra- Isaac Ratcliffe, you know, has been real good, real hot. Carter Hart always being good. He's going to come back, be an all-star. 24 and 16, Phillies are first in the National League East to give the clear update of what's going on with the Phillies. They're in a good situation. They got good stars. Uh Cesar Hernandez is hitting 306, leading the team now. Now he's at the point where he's hot. Uh, Reese Hoskins is leading the team uh, uh, on runs RBIs, 11 and 35, 4'11 on base. 44 hits for Cesar Hernandez. Things are looking big. Like certain guys are coming to step up for this team. Uh, Andre McCutcheon is the guy that is 371 on base percentage, 399 slugging percentage. He has five home runs, uh, 14 RBIs. You will see a guy like that start hitting even more. He's hitting 243 right now. Miguel Franco hitting 241. Seven home runs. Cesar Hernandez has four home runs. He's just really starting to come pick up. Cesar Hernandez is really starting to pick up. And the crazy part is Scott Kingery is another one that was kicking up before. Before he went out, he was hitting 406. I mean, to have those two guys both at that position is big, and he's not even back yet. Reese Hoskins is hitting 285 with a 411 on-base percentage. 590 slugging percentage. Price it's hard, but like I say, it's hitting 222, seven home runs, 25 RBIs. All right, but he's got a 367 on base percentage and a 438 slugging percentage. Just shows you how much impact he's still making. JT Ramuto, 277, 342 on base percentage, 431 slugging percentage. Sean Cigar was having a killer year. 302, 341, 43 on base percentage, 444 slugging percentage. Herrera's hitting the 260, 406 slugging percentage. Phil Gosselin was hitting 290 off the bench. Sean Rodriguez, 316 off the bench. Just key factors that people don't even look into as far as that. On the pitching, clear update on that. Zach Effen is just Zach, Zach Effen has just been great. Two four seven ERA, five and 38 Ks. he's just been great. I mean, he's been something else. Jake Ariella, you see him with the three seven eight ERA, four and three. No is three and zero. I know he's he's had some bad outings. Four eight six earned run average, but he's he's got help from hitters and. You know this team and one and two Vince Vallesquez, three point eight six ERA. I mean some flame on this team, definitely throwing some uh, strikeouts. Jerry Eichhoff has just come back with a vintage, one point five zero ERA, two and one. Just a lot going on. This is a lot. With this team it's a lot of good players That Their earned runs Don't even show how good They can be Like Nicosia And um, Alvarez These are guys That can do good They just had some Questionable outings Dominguez uh, Ramos Morgan has been lights out And this shit Has been good Neris has been a great Surprise this year They have a good bullpen And David Robinson Is even back yet Arando When he comes in Garcia They do good They just have good arms they have to the, a consistent basis of co- co- pitching consistent innings. I think the best guys right now is Neris, Dominguez. I think it's Neris, Morgan, Neshik and um, Dominguez are the best guys to have right now. I think Hector Neris has proven he's a good save guy. He's really proven who he can be. And then you got Ramos comes in there. All the talent in the world. You can throw Alvarez, Nicasio in there. I mean, they have a good team this year It's going to do real good, big things for this team. But you just got to have more and more games stack up. Got to have more games and more games and more games stack up. Got to let these guys play. Got to get innings under their belt. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, Philly talk, man. It's a lot of good Philadelphia stuff going on and Phillies are going to go on something big real soon. I mean, I think they're really going to show a lot. You could just see it all breaking out when, uh, Gosling and Rodriguez came on to help on the bench. How good they did. That showed the spark, um, early in the season with Harper and Franco and, and seeing how good Cigarra can be. And now Ramuto's hitting good. Everybody's starting to come on different angles. Um, Looking at how Cole Irvin and De Los Santos coming up. Garcia coming up from the minor leagues doing good. Effing. Eickhoff. Great surprises. So, this is going to be fun to watch. This team is going to be fun to watch this year. And this is going to create a new culture for Phillies baseball. All right, I'm out, y'all. This is your boy. Y'all know what it is, man. Um, follow, to follow me on Twitter. RiderLita247 on Twitter, and follow me on Instagram, Johnson and like my page on Facebook, Lita Johnson, for more news, exclusives, coming from my Instagram and more one-on-ones. I'm out, (laughs) y'all.